Dateline, 20th of May, 2013, and welcome to the Accent Desk. Yes, the Accent Desk for episode 249. What do you mean that you can't say 13 properly, Grant? What was Rob talking about last I week? I 2013. 2013. I can't help it if he doesn't speak Her Majesty's Australian, New Zealand version of English, sort of, kind of. Yeah, mate, I think I think we've really got to work on his accent. It sounds pretty odd, you know. Let's talk about a local manufacturer down here who we've spoken about in the past, and that's Gips Aero. Now, a great company. We've spoken highly of them in the past, and yes, they've sponsored us here in the past. But some interesting news. I don't know that it's been well received, and uh, quite a confusing press release that's uh, coming out this week, Grant. What's going on down there? Well, they've announced that uh, they're actually going to restructure their business and furlough 40 personnel but at the same time, they're saying they're reducing the number of employees to take full advantage of the exciting opportunities which face the general aviation industry. Mate, to me, that sounds a lot like what happened when the federal government said they were stopping work on the Badgerys Creek Airport development in order to fast track it. It's it's just spin doctoring there. I, the, the, I've read that press release through a few times and, uh, you know, it's, I can't make any sense of it. It's basically trying to make uh, the fact that they're sacking people sound good. Now... You know, there's been a lot of uh, commentary going around this week about what they might be doing. We must remember, of course, that Gips Aero's parent company is Mahindra Aerospace, and that's an Indian company. And I guess the worry down in the Latrobe Valley where uh, uh, this company is based is that, you know, and this is only pure speculation, but they may be looking at changing some of the roles slightly and then bringing in workers from India to take over these roles. Now, we don't know that that's happening, but if that speculation proved to be true, that would be monstrously unpopular and uh, pretty damn unfair on the workers down in that area. That's a uh, very, very working class area area down there and they can use the jobs. Indeed. Uh, There's also speculation that they may be getting ready to start doing manufacturing in India, not in Australia anymore. Uh, A lot cheaper to build things over there, take the knowledge and experience from here and uh, work with it over there. As usual, these kind of announcements are opening up more questions than ever before and a lot of us are all sitting here going, huh? And it's a shame because the GA8 air van is a big success. The GA10 turboprop is just starting to kick in and uh, there's the GA A18 Nomad uh, rebuild, which now some people are starting to say, oh, I guess that means the Nomad's not going to happen. But honestly, I think it's a little too early to, to really say. It's taking a lot of people by surprise, especially after the grants from the local council for uh, various developments. There's been uh, tarmac work done, uh, state governments put money in there. So not quite the direction we'd like to see it going, especially if a lot of these people who are furloughed may turn around and get other work elsewhere. And then when Mahindra turns around and says, okay, time to ramp things back up with Gipsero, these people won't be available. And the cynics in the the world out there have been commenting that this means um, that, of course, they're probably hoping on that because that's their leverage to bring in some uh, some foreign workers on 457 visas. So I don't know. It's There's a lot of scuttlebutt, of course, as you'd expect with this kind of announcement. Um, I guess we'll just keep an eye on it and see what the next few months bring. And of course, Gifts Arrow, a, a very successful brand here. And uh, Americans uh, who uh, have anything to do with the Civil Air Patrol over there would know that they also uh, built aircraft for that organization. So uh, we certainly hope that it's good news. We'll keep following this one. It's, uh, you know, obviously close to our hearts. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've had a bit of an association, as I mentioned, with that company. And, uh, you know, I hope things are, you know, not going downhill for them. That would be most disappointing. Now, Grant, yeah. uh, moving on and talking about things that are going downhill, Virgin Australia's profits are going downhill at the moment. That's probably not surprising uh, given uh, the way they've been spending money lately, you know, buying other airlines and everything. Yeah, there's also been, uh, they changed over to the Sabre booking management and airline management system. And as part of that, they uh, cut about 15% of their flights so that there was some slack in their schedules to allow for uh, the problems of changing system, people coming up to speed and the inevitable 
inevitable issues that arise when things go into production. Now, they did indicate that probably cost them about $50 million of people going across to Qantas to get the flights they wanted. They expected they were going to be able to uh, remake that later in the year. Uh, and unfortunately, things have not really kept going the way they were at the start of this year, where they were um, looking pretty good and everything was going quite well. Well, things have calmed down a little since January. It's got a little quieter. Um, a lot of the um, the prosperity from the mining boom and so on seems to have come off the boil. So they haven't been able to make back that $50 million. They've also had uh, a bit of an issue related to the uh, fare war that's going on with Qantas. And we've been uh, waiting for this shoe to drop. Uh, the two Both airlines have been uh, quite busy putting Putting on lots more capacity, but um, slashing prices to fill it. So that's been hurting them a bit as well. Now, they're still going to make a profit, they reckon, by the end of the year, but they have had to uh, announce that it's going to be a lot less than previously expected. Now, this is Virgin. They've done that. Of course, their uh, investors have turned around and said, no, nah, and they've sold down the stock, which is kind of to be expected. Um, Etihad has purchased more of the stock. They got about another 1% thanks to what was going on. But of interest is, as we reported last week, where uh, Alan Joyce sort of hinted that they may be in the same environment. They may have the same issues, but they haven't come clean and announced it as yet. So uh, whether Qantas are holding off to the bitter end to say, oh, yeah, we couldn't make the same profit, we'll see. We'll see. In fact, uh, according to some statistics here that uh, Virgin released, they're saying that domestic revenue load factors are down 5.6% uh, this year and uh, passenger numbers falling 5% compared to the same month last year. So oh, 5%, it's uh, not really a big number, I suppose, but it just goes to highlight, Grant, just what a knife edge these uh, these operations run on uh, when it comes to uh, making profits. It's obviously uh, you know something that uh, they've really got to keep an eye on. Now, uh, Grant, uh, speaking of uh, airlines that Virgin own, Tiger Airways has come out this week and Woo-hoo! said that it lost $69 million Singaporean dollars. That's $56.5 <laughs> million Australian dollars in 2012-2013. And, uh, well, I guess they'll be hoping that uh, the recent huge investment by Virgin Australia into that airline might uh, help to pull them out of that rut. Well, they're definitely seeing an increase in uh, the utilisation of their aircraft. They uh, were, of course, grounded by CASA, and then they were severely restricted on what they could do when they came back. So their utilisation has not been up to the level that it should be for a low-cost carrier, really working the heck out of those airframes. That's now changing. They've got a bit more free reign. They're coming back into the full speed ahead with those aircraft, and uh, I think we're going to see some improvements on returns. Uh, I'm not going to turn around and say that going to make a profit. But I would say that in the next uh, few months uh, and quarters, we should start seeing some better conditions coming along for them. So there we go. That wraps up the aviation news here this week. Grant, I think you just had a uh, quick uh, mention of some uh, feedback from last week's episode. That's right, mate. Uh, Thanks to Micah for his uh, recorded comment regarding my take on McDonnell Douglas. He is correct. I certainly wasn't having a go at the aircraft. I um, agree with uh, himself and also David. The McDonnell Douglas aircraft were fantastic. Love the Phantom, the DC-9, MD, etc. Love the DC-10. But unfortunately, it was just a company that was uh, mismanaged down to the end and Micah did uh, highlight one of the aspects that they got a little crazy with um, and yeah it was that was more my factor it was not the uh, the aircraft when the engineers were running it it was great but once those uh, management guys got a little bit carried away with themselves in my eyes the company went downhill very quickly and uh, thus the buyout by Boeing which um, yeah it was kind of funny because the, the joke is that uh, Boeing thought they were buying McDonnell Douglas but really McDonnell Douglas allowed themselves to be bought by Boeing but <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know how you want to take that one, mate. But anyhow, thanks to Micah for his comments. He was pretty much right on about where I was coming from. It was uh, not the aircraft, but the management that annoyed me about that great once great company. Yes, and listeners might know in the background that Grant has uh, offered uh, quite a few rather lengthy rants via email <laughs> lately about that subject. He's quite passionate about it, aren't you, mate? Yeah, uh, I just feel it's the same things that I feel about Qantas and Boeing and um, a number of other companies that I, I see management making what I believe to be the wrong decisions and uh, a lot of problems coming out of that. And yeah, I'm an opinionated enthusiast and I'm willing to voice my opinions. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what, Grant, I'm going to make a right decision right now. I'm going to go and have lunch before I do this editing. Well, that sounds like a really good idea, mate. And it's really weird. It's midday, not midnight. What yeah. are we doing recording at midday? Yeah, I know. It's it's great. Well, I convinced you to stay home from work today and I should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, my wallet says no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.